don't you know? I just a cold rock a party and I do the show. I said I met these three guys and you know it's true. So let me tell you and explain them all to you. I met this dude with the name of a hat. I didn't even walk away. I didn't give him no rap. But then he got real mad and he got a little tired. If he worked for me, you know he would be fired. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Now Slapping Podcast. This is episode four. I'm your host, GB. Today's journey, we're going into female hip-hop, women in hip-hop, I should say, female rappers, hip-hop acts, etc. It's National Women's Equality Day. It's it's August 26th, 2018. Normally, I don't like to kick the dates just to keep it um, more of a situation where the episodes are timeless, but in this case, it it fits. Shout out to my cousin Tanya, who reminded me of this, um, that it's... International Women's Equality Day, from what I understand. So, what we're doing today is talking about women in hip-hop. All these songs I specifically love for one reason or another, not because really it had nothing to do with them being women. They just all happen to be uh, songs by women in this case. All these songs I like because I like the beats, I like the lyrics, and I like what they're saying. Point blank, period. Uh, So, I'll be playing some songs for you today. We'll be talking about all women in hip-hop. Um, and kind of going from there, discussing some of their contributions and how they dominated in, you know, a male-ran industry. What you're listening to now is Roxanne's Revenge by Roxanne Shante. Uh, Roxanne Shante, the artist, is from Queens, out of New York. Uh, she's known for battling uh, as when she was young. Battle rapping is competitive, head-to-head rhyming, either towards another MC. MC is, you know, master of ceremonies, Mike. You know, it's basically the, the rapper. Um, so either it's competitive rap with your rhymes and bars directed directly towards a another individual, a rapper, or a crew of individuals, which is or a bunch of rappers. Uh, she was known for doing this growing up in New York, and she was actually approached by DJ Mr. Magic and Marley Morrill. Marley Morrill is a very well-known hip-hop producer um, in the early days of hip-hop, and even now, really, if you know hip-hop, look up Marley Morrill. If you know hip-hop, you shouldn't have to, but if you do, if you don't, definitely look him up and check out who he was. So she was discovered by them. Um, she had an idea to write a response to the song Roxanne by, uh, Roxanne, Roxanne, excuse me, by UTFO. Um, if you, it has the same beat that you're hearing now. That beat you hear in the underlying track is the same track, and she basically wrote a response to it uh, from Roxanne's side. So the song Roxanne, Roxanne was about them trying to get a date with Roxanne, and she came back with, you know, her thoughts, like, this is why you can't, why you couldn't, etc. This was released, her first album was released in 1989, um, and she was... One of the first female rappers to kind of blow up with a song um, and kind of put on for the for the ladies in hip-hop. So I wanted to start out with this song because it's a classic joint in hip-hop. And she was she was sad. She was like super young when she did this too. Like she might have been like 16 or something. Um, so she also had a movie about her life um, on Roxanne Roxanne, I believe, that came out um, either 2017 or early 2018. Um, when I saw it on PC, it was really, really interesting all the things she went through from uh, abusive relationships and you know she's at home moving out on her own at like 14 uh, to coming back around and being family and you know raising her son and becoming known as this hip-hop icon so I definitely wanted to start here uh, this is Roxanne's Revenge by Roxanne Shantay 
Why'd you have to make a record about me? The R-O-X-A-N-N-E. early hip-hop that's how it sounded you got the kick the drum kick is the drum the uh, bass drum snare going on it's a hip-hop song so this next artist this is my favorite female mc top mc period this is mc light the song's called paper thin i'm gonna let you hear it for a second when you say you love me, it doesn't matter. It goes into my head as just chit-chatter. You may think it's egotistical or just wary free, but what you say, I take none of it seriously. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell you so. I'd let you pretend to read me, and then you'd know. Because I hate when one attempts to analyze. In fact, I despise those who even try to look into my eyes to see what I am thinking. That dream is over. Your yacht is sinking. I tell all of you like I told all of them. What you say to me is just paper thin. MC Light is, like I said, my favorite female MC of all time. Uh, she is the best. I'm not the kind of girl to try to play a man out. I take the money and again, they break the hell out. No, that's not my strategy, not the game I play. I admit I play a game. Recording here in Cinderella Studios, it's a one man band, so forgive me as I, uh, you know, mess with some levels and get things right. I just want to make things sure things sound good. So MC Light uh, was from New York. She is. This song uh, came from the album called Light as a Rock. Light as a Rock was released in 1988. She was actually the first woman to put out a full-length hip-hop album. She's known for being in television, activism, basically created her own, her own lane completely. What I love about MC Light is the lyrics, point blank. When this came out, uh, when hip-hop was still in its earlier stages, it was all about the lyrics. And all the women that came out followed the same vein. If you watch old hip-hop videos from the late 80s, early 90s, everybody kind of dressed the same. There wasn't any quote-unquote sexier dress yet. A lot of that came in later uh, with Lil' Kim, who we'll talk about later, who changed the game and pushed it that way to uh, monetize the sex appeal kind of situation. In hip-hop, before that, a lot of it was, was strictly lyrics. So MC Light would wear, she dressed like I would dress, basically, in the, in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. She'd have, like, baggy jeans, sweatshirt, and just go out gassing. And gassing, if you don't know, means you're have high quality lyrics and you're spitting them non-stop this is one of my favorite mc light songs paper thin she goes in the whole time uh back to back the beat is crazy i just love the way it sounds all the way around when i first heard this you know keep mind this came out in 88 i'm 35 so i was like five or six years old when this came out so it's something i grew up with um so the way i view things a little bit different because i'm, a, I'm a in between uh, old head and youngster i guess if you ask my brother Brian, he'll say, I know you're old. You ain't no youngster, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I still am in between like the newer school hip-hop, newer school rap, and this classic rap that I grew up on. So that's kind of the goal of this is to introduce people to it and show people what hip-hop means, what hip-hop was, and the influences of women in, in this genre that I love. So MC Light again, uh, Paper... Paper Thin is the name of this song. It came out on the album Light as a Rock, which was released in 88. 
Her second album, Eyes on This, came out in 1989. Uh, and this is, you know, just amazing to me because of basically showing you how long hip-hop's been around for anyone who didn't know or who wasn't aware of how influential it's been in the culture, but also what it means to the culture. Uh, Light has been doing this forever. She's been the voice of, like, the BT Hip Hop Awards. She's been on shows like New York Undercover. Um, I would say she was she was on, um, was it Hang with Mr. Cooper? I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that. But she was on a bunch of TV shows. Uh, she produced. She's an activist. Just phenomenal. Does Always did big things. And she's, she's one of the greats in my mind. My favorite, like I said. She's from Brooklyn, New York. So this next song is called Cha Cha Cha. Oh, excuse me. This is Cha Cha Cha. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Got ahead of myself. MC Light Cha 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 from the album Eyes on Me. You can cha 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 to this Mardi Gras. I'm the dopest female that you've heard thus far. And I do get better. The voice gets wetter. Nobody gets hurt. As long as you let her. Do my thing with an 89 swing. The dopeness I write a guaranteed delight. Until the hip hop maniac, the uptown brainiac in full effect. MC Light is back. And better than before, as if that was possible. My competition, you'll find them in the hospital. Visiting time, I think it's on a Sunday. But notice, they only get one day to shine. The rest of the week is mine. And I'll blind you with the science that the others have yet to find. So come along and I'll lead you the right way. Just clap your hands to the words I say. Come on. talking about like yo mtv raps um, and music videos or a way that i found out about stuff and i was just watching music videos as much as i could the culture of the dress was really different people were wearing men and women wearing baggy clothes um, not really super form-fitting not really anything over sexual you know i can't say not there were of course people who did it but back then it was more just like fun about lyrics and just going mc light was like the greatest to me always was like and I love a lot of, you're going to hear a lot of the other female MCs I really respect on here, but MC likes my top one always. So now we're going to go to a song I skipped ahead on, my bad. This is Queen Latifah. This is called Wrath of My Madness. First thing to call me about this song back in the days, the beat. I'll give it to you for a second. Queen Latifah is from East Orange, New Jersey. Uh, shout out to my people in East Orange. I got some got some people out there. Uh, she's a singer, a rapper, rapper, an actor. She's also was in talent management with her group, Flavor Unit. Uh, 
as far as acting, she was a set it off. She had her own show, Living Single. She was in Fresh Prince, a bunch of stuff like that. I actually found out Latifa means delicate and sensitive in Arabic, but on the mic, she is far from either of those. Check her out. Tifa was ice cold on the mic as well. Again, back then, this you're talking about like the, the black power era, if you will, of, of rap, the African medallions, the fight the power era, where it was about conscious rap pushing things forward. Queen Latifah was known to like fought mis- misogynistic thinking and kind of patriarchal society in her songs. Uh, she, if you remember UNITY, she was talking about being harassed in the streets and her reactions and, and just being a woman. Uh, and being a strong woman and not being taken advantage of or pushed around. Tifa was always dope to me. Back then again in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. I'm a kid. I'm seeing these people on TV. Uh, these powerful women, powerful sisters who are on here just doing their thing. Spitting straight lyrics. The music is great. And I'm just jamming. You know, I'm a kid dancing around. Six years old, whatever the case is. So Queen is definitely always going to be on my list of top female rappers. I hate to differentiate women versus male rappers because if you got bars, you got bars. Bars are another word for having gas or having lyrics. Uh, Queen Latifah's up there. She's on, she's one of the most influential rappers anyway, but women for sure. Shout out to my people from New Jersey once again. A couple of other songs to check out by Latifah. Uh, UNITY. Latifah's had it up to here. Ladies First with Moni Love and uh, My House. She's part of Native Tongues also. Native Tongues is a hip-hop crew that had uh, Tribe Called Quest, Jungle Brothers. Uh, just, it was, they were amazing. De La Soul, Moni Love, Queen Latifah. Just a bunch of the top rappers at that time. If you ever listen to the song Buddy by um, De La Soul, listen to the remix, the Native Tongues remix. That's just not necessarily related directly to this. Queen Latifah is on the song, but that song is cold. Just something to think about for later on. So that's Wrapped in My Madness. Now this next one, probably my favorite Queen Latifah song ever. It's called Just Another Day. The beats were caught me always. Shout out to my I'm going to give you a bit of this just so you can hear what she's talking about. Being in the, being around the way basically. Let Latifah speak to
so they steps, cause mine's are slightly bigger. But better yet, I'm a threat, so you better walk. Or get sketched out in chalk, cause I don't wanna talk. I stay true blue, I'm hoping it's you too. I got the fever for the flavor of a woo woo. So it's back to the block time to play. It's just another day around the way. Another day by Queen Latifah. Uh, the beat I love, her lyrics I love. Again, all these songs—they're all women who rap. But every song is just good to me because of lyrics, because of beat. I just liked it as is. It didn't matter that it was a woman or man or whoever made it. Hip hop to me, music to me is just about how it makes you feel, um, how you feel when you hear it, and you want to listen to it again. And all these women have done that with these songs. These aren't necessarily their best song or have to hear songs. These are songs that I love by all these women that I chose specifically to share with you today. So I'll probably have more episodes on women in hip hop because I'm not going to be able to get to everybody because there's a lot of a lot of women who've done this who've been really influential. But I'm just trying to hit to me. like now I kind of give you a standard and a base for women that have done this and who have created in the, in the industry. So. Who we're going to next? Let's see what we got. Oh, okay. We got a little Moni love for you. This is Moni in the middle. Again, I'm always production driven. So, production is the beat, the way the music's put together, the sound of it. And that's always what drives what grabs me first. I'm gonna give you a little bit of money loves lyrics. I like him too. Get out the picture. I get your point, but I'm not rolling with the punch. I scrunched up the letter. You wrote me in lunch. In fifth period, I pay no notice to your motion. My work is on the table, my pen's in locomotion. Every time I turn around, you're looking in my face. I try to ignore you. The bell rings, I race out the room. Zoom to another room, sit down. What do you know? The lover's in town. The other brother, the one I was to talk to, sitting three seats back, and I'ma walk over to him and give him the letter. So that's Moni Love. It's called Moni in the Middle. Uh, Moni Love is actually from, she's British. Um, I just found that out today. She was also part of Native Tongues, which I spoke of a little bit earlier with Queen Latifah, uh, and was featured on Ladies First by Queen Latifah. Her debut album, Down to Earth, had the hits Moni in the Middle, that's what you're listening to, and, and also It's a Shame, which I was picking between those two songs on which to play, because they're both songs that I remember seeing the videos for, uh, hearing it, and just being into it as a, as a young dude. Being younger, hearing this beat, grab me instantly. Then Moni Love goes in and she's just going. She's rapping. She's kicking. Kicking lyrics for you, Moni in the Little. The hook, Moni in the Middle, excuse me, the hook was great. Just always a song I really liked and I gravitated towards. So I wanted to give Moni a little bit of love too because of her being well known on like in London, in London rap scene. I'm also crossing over here, being down with Queen Latifah and being having that influential aspect. As far as hip-hop's concerned, you hear the jazz uh, in the background, the jazz influence. You got that jazzy bass, drum. Again, as we spoke earlier in previous episodes, episode two about hip-hop and kind of some of the, the elements of hip-hop and hip-hop production. She has a lot of them that she's sitting here, a lot of the kind of standard ones. Uh, but this song was just jamming to me always. 
that's Moni in the middle. Again, my whole goal always is to, if you don't know about it, introduce you to it. If you do know about it, you know, maybe give you some facts you didn't think about or, or kind of just bring you back. For my people that are older, that grew up, um, you know, getting up 35. So I grew up in that golden era of hip-hop, if you will, which I consider the mid-80s to like late 90s or so. Um, just had so many new acts that came out, so many people that changed the culture and created what you have now. Uh, for the it's shifted a lot and been changed by the industry, but back then it was just about lyrics and beats and having fun, and it was it's what I fell in love with at that time. So I just want to give you something to listen to. You know, I'm not playing full songs in every case. I'm talking over them, but I'm giving you the song name. So if you like it, add it to your playlist, support these artists, listen to it, you know, share it with your kids too. A lot of us are grown, and I'm thinking and realizing that younger people don't necessarily have the influence to this kind of music, so I wanted to make sure that, that they get it too, you know what I mean? If you're 22, 21, you may not even know about this stuff, so just an idea of who kind of came before the new female rappers, the Nicki Minaj's, the uh, Cardi B's, the Doja Cats, etc., who paved the way. Speaking of which, your next song you're going to hear is actually by Yo-Yo. Uh, Yo-Yo's from Compton. South Central area. Yo, Jinx, Shout out man, to my people in SoCal. That's Ice Cube speaking. I'm going to give you a little bit of this song. It's called You Can't Play With My Yo Yo. It's from the album Make Way for the Mother. Yo Yo, but I'm not to be played like I was made by Mattel. But this Yo Yo was made by woman and male. I'm all about upright, uplifting the woman. Fuck that art superior to handle any male, any time, any rock, any flow, and any show. And if you ask my producer, don't be blind. South Central uh, area. Shout out again to my people in SoCal. Uh, her first album this is called Make Way for the Mother Love was released in 1991. She's an actress, um, actress I should say, a rapper, activist. So apparently she dated Tupac for a bit also. I just found that out today. And she was her kind of debut and where she was introduced was on Ice Cube's album America's Most Wanted. Um, on It's a Man's World. I believe that's the song she was on. And Yo-Yo... To me, when I first heard this, I just loved her voice. I love that beat. You got that devotion sample from uh, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Excuse me. That's what the underlying beat is. Beat was just cold to me. Had me dancing. You know, something we like would play as a family. It's women's empowerment. 
it's uh, positivity. It's not, you know, it's not nothing negative. Like, you, you really have no reason not to like it from my perspective when I heard it. I loved it. Yo-Yo, another one of her, my favorite songs, her and Ice Cube, it's called Bonnie and Clyde Thing. Check that out if you have a chance, that song right there. I could have put that on here, but this song is kind of more iconic. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde theme, actually. If you remember America, uh, not, excuse me, New York Undercover, the TV show back in the 90s, they used that for, they would, anytime they did an intro, they'd always have some hip-hop in there, and they would talk about, uh, as they were setting up the episode, that was what they used, was like hip-hop, a hip-hop song that tied into the first scene. They used it on, on that. I remember hearing it there, and crazy about that song since then. It's in my mixes now. Uh, Yo-Yo and Ice Cube is called Bonnie and Clyde thing, but Yo-Yo was on Martin. Uh, she played, uh, what was her name? I can't remember right now. It was uh, Kilolo. Was it? No, 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 no. She wasn't Kilolo. Kilo was uh, she was Shanae's homegirl. I can't think of what they what they called her on there. But she would be on, uh, you know, Martin. She's been on, and like, was in Boys in the Hood, etc. She just... Always a staple of the West Coast culture. Always spoke up for women, black women, women of color, and which is a positive influence. And someone whose voice I always loved and I just love listening to. The brand new intelligent black woman is what I speak just said. Remember, this came out in 1991, so you're talking about super young GP. I'm born in '83, so you know, imagine how young I was jamming to this. So that's you can't play with my yo-yo by yo-yo featuring Ice Cube. So who we're going to next? I'm sure y'all probably know. So this one, this is Salt and Pepper, it's called Shake Your Thing. I'm going to give y'all a little bit of a beat. Oh, you looking sweet, baby. Yes, indeed. That's that sample. All right, you ready? We were born a dance floor, shaking our thing to a funky beat with a go-go swing. So Salt and Pepper are a couple of my favorites for sure. Um, Salt, Pepper, and Spinderella, they were one of the first female groups to come out. Um, I definitely remember them as a young guy again, seeing them on TV, on, you know, your TV jams, whatever the case was, uh, Rap City, when it kind of first started, just, just being, uh, your TV rap, excuse me, so just enthralled by them. I was just magnetized to them because the music was jamming, the beats were amazing, and then they would get on here and just spit raps. Uh, they apparently met at community college in Queensbridge, I believe, in New York, um, and they got asked by a fellow student to record for a, with them on a project, and the rest is kind of history. Uh, their first album, Hot, Cool, and Vicious, came out in 1986. So again, giving you an idea of women who started this thing and were doing this thing way back when. A couple of other songs you might want to listen to, Shoot, What a Man, None of Your Business, uh, Let's Talk About Sex. They were... I love that they, they often spoke about equality for women. Let's talk about sex or tramp or songs talking about how, you know, if a woman, if a man wants to have many partners and he's a player, but if a woman does it, you know, she's labeled um, as slightly promiscuous, etc. Excuse me, you know, my language, that offends, but 
they were always like, hey, if, if a man can do it, a woman can do it. It kind of is what it is. Don't double standard. So they always, a lot of these women you're listening to were, it was about equality. It was about making your own lane. It was about creating their own space in male-dominated environments. Um, and they did it just in a fun way by just spitting lyrics and raps. And to me, one of the coldest ways that they embraced it and created equality was just by being themselves and by being nice on the microphone. If you have lyrics, it's hard to deny. The beats are great, the lyrics are great, the songs are fun, you're at the party dancing. How can you say, oh, a woman can't rap, a woman can't do this? You can't. And that's kind of the point that, one of the points we're trying to push with this is, you know, you have the ability to do anything. So for my nieces and, and young women out there, all these women were in male-dominated environments. You know that they heard you can't do this, women don't rap, blah, blah, blah. But they weren't trying to hear that. And they kept doing what they loved, and they made their own way. And all of them were successful and branched off into uh, many, well, not all, but you know what I mean. They went into fashion. They went into uh, producing. They went into television, etc. And they just created their own lanes. So... That's really what it's all about with this. So Salt and Peppa uh, and Spinderella. Spinderella was their DJ. Salt and Peppa were the rappers. Always going in. A few of my favorites. So I'm just trying to share share a little bit of something with y'all on, on some of my favorites here. So I'm gonna play you one more Salt and Peppa joint. This one's pretty, probably one of their most recognized hits. This is Push It. Getting that beat. You know, when a young GB pictured me in the house gigging as soon as I heard it. They had the cross colors. This was jamming. And they was just... Uh, 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 that right there. I'm dancing right now. I'm sitting by myself. But I can't sit still with this one. Push It by Salt and Pepper, uh, more New Yorkers. I mean, hip hop started in New York, so you know, a lot of these ladies are from New York. And you know, think about it—you're growing up in these, in this environment, hearing this amazing music, and you—you you got bars you want to rap too. You know, I have lyrics, and, and they went for it. They, 
came out, did their thing, and made a mark on the culture and created a legacy. Every one of them. So this next one, uh, more of a one-hit wonder, but I wanted to add it in because I think it's kind of, I mean, I, it's hard to say it's key to tell the story of hip-hop without this, but shout-out to the Miami bass music. This is called Cars with the Boom by Latrim. Many kinds, where can we start? We like them dumb and we like them smart. I like the ones with the pretty eyes. Well, I like all kinds of guys. Stop. What happened? How about the ones we especially like? Which ones? You know, the ones with the cars that go. I hear you. Hit it. again by seeing the video uh, when I was younger and the beat just caught me again and, you know I'm very much in production I'm gonna say that a lot if you ever want to get me into a song come with great production I'm gonna listen to you off top now you'll have a better chance of continuing to listen and adding to my rotation if the lyrics also are great but beat will get me and always does so this song is called Cards uh, to Go Boom as I said it's, it's they were from Florida so it has that Miami bass feel uh, that was popular in the early 90s, probably late 80s, all throughout Miami, I'm sure. They still probably play it. More, uh, this one hit national, but, you know, you have regional sounds that permeate forever. Um, but this one hit the national stage, and I remember it. Tigra and Bunny D were the the uh, artists, the, the two ladies in here. They actually named their band because there's a popular, I just found this out today, a popular denim brand called Trim back then, and they added the L in front, La Trim to make it sound sophisticated in front so fancy so yeah that's cars that go boom by the trim i wanted to add that just to give you a an idea of the, the well-rounded sound that women added to the game uh, i'm gonna go to this next one this one another little personal favorite this is supersonic by jj fad see us three of us and i know we're fresh party rockers non-stop us and our names are deaf see the j is for just the other for jamming the f is for fresh a n d deaf behind the turntables is dj train mixing and scratching is the name of the game now here's a little something about nosy people it's not real hard it's plain and simple baby d Beats hitting. You hear that that beatbox in there that uh originally that's another big part of hip hop. Give you a little bit of the song. Everybody knows the JJ Fast devastating. We know you like us girls, so you better get sterile. Cause we are the home chicks that are rocking your world. Supersonic. Supersonic. So this is another one I remember. Again, music video grab me. The ladies' voices grabbed me. Three ladies in there going. Uh, the way they were playing off each other. The beat 
instantly. The way it hits, the drum, the whole sound, crazy. Now, what I found out later on, you know, being an adult and kind of looking back, this actually came out on Ruthless Records, which was Easy es album. That's where N.W.A. came from. So, in listening to some Dr. Dre interviews and seeing things in the past, he and uh, DJ L actually had production credits on this. They actually produced a lot of this album. Um, that I never knew. I never even related Dr. Dre to this back in the day, but always was a Dre fan. And you're thinking about, wow, so they were involved. And Dre said that this album was one of the most fun things they worked on, and it also sold and helped them fund future N.W.A. Uh, music, which is dope. The ladies were from Rialto, California. Again, shout out to my people in SoCal. The name JJ Fad at first was a conglomerate of all their initials. It was like six ladies in the group. And then money and management issues kind of caused them to break up and split. So it became JJ Fad stand for Just Jamming, Fresh and Deaf. Um, they were also the first female rap group to be nominated for a Grammy. So, you know, this, this just gives you an idea of impact that women have had and things that they have, have done and created and just kind of how they they put on in the industry so that's supersonic by jj fat supersonic supersonic now you party people know what supersonic means we didn't try to brag because jj fat is just too clean now baby don't you know that our rhymes are so bionic That's Supersonic by J.J. Fad. So this next one we're going to get into, uh, this next lady is extremely, extremely influential in, in hip-hop in general, but definitely for the women. Um, this song is called Aunt Dot. It's by Lil' Kim. It features Lil' Shanice. She plays off of, it's, she's telling you a story, and they're playing off each other, her and Lil' Shanice. I definitely say go listen to this song. It's called Aunt Dot, so you can get the full experience. It's going to be different with me talking over it. Uh, but again, this is Lil' Kim. It's called Aunt Dot. My Aunt Dot left a Glock and some blood on my sheets. Told me clean the shit up, then she hit the streets. Even though I'm her niece, she caught me a piece. Whack-ass caliber, nickel plated with the salads, the what? She don't know I like my guns pretty. Like my boy cast a toy with the twin glizzies. I heard a knock at the door. To my surprise, I saw these two familiar eyes. Who are you? What up? I'm Shanice. Don't remember me? She called me by my government name, Kimberly. Who sent you? My mom sent me. Her name's Dottie. She packed the note in my knapsack along with a shot. <laughs> she was cute and mad fly. She had the Prada knapsack with the hat to match. Ferrari hiking boots with the mink bubble goose. And I could see she was admiring my mink ski suit. Then she handed me the note. Here, read it. I just stared her up and down because I couldn't believe it. Then I opened it. It said, bitches, is out to get you. Your so-called friends put a bomb in your vents. I'm on a mission now to do some harm to your friends. They know where you live, so evacuate the crib. And oh, the little girl, that's your cousin Shanice. Since I can't be with her, I need you to babysit her. Besides, she looks up to you. You're her idol. And tomorrow is her first violin recital. And she would be more than happy if you could take a piece. My number's on the back of the paper. Hit me later. So you get an idea of the story Lil' what, Kim's what, telling. What? Uh, she was discovered by Notorious B.I.G. And Big was known for telling stories like this. Like Using like multiple if people this in it. Show, um, think of like, give me the loot by Big. Uh, 
this is from her album Notorious K.I.M. Her debut album Hardcore came out in 1996 and it went double platinum. So to give you an idea, she was young, like 17, 18. And uh, Lil' Kim is key, I think, to tell the story of females and women in hip-hop because of how she was one of the first ones and you know whoever around her did it or whatever her doing it utilized sex appeal to sell records her first album was like dang you're raunchy uh, when you listen to the lyrics and what she was talking about and sexual things etc how she was saying it was one of the first times it was really kind of done by a woman um, and kind of taking control of her own sexuality as far as in hip-hop it's been done in other genres obviously but kim came in changed the whole game she came double platinum her songs were hard she was with puff daddy and them um and she spit she had great lyrics and she was just she was ice cold you know she was her she was herself the whole time Lil kim is important to me also because a lot of female rappers took her lead being if you notice like how women dress she was if you ever watched the crush on you video by Lil kim you'll understand Different colored wigs, sexy outfits, etc. Um, showing a lot of skin, things like that. Very, very much controlling her own sexual identity. Um, and I hope she was, you know what I mean? And I understand that sex sells. And, you know, I studied business. I, I went to Morehouse College. I have a degree in business management. Business administration, excuse me, with a uh, concentration on management. I say that not to brag. You know, I, was, I know I was lucky. I was blessed. My family helped me get through. They wanted to pay for it. They didn't let me work. Just many things that happen. I know college isn't for everybody. People are more successful than me with no degree. People are less successful with more degrees. It just is what it is. I bring it up to say I actually went to some business classes. So I know a little bit about business. I'm not just kind of spouting words. But the point of supply and demand, sex sells. So if that's the case and she wanted to speak to, you know, her own sexuality to sell records and to use it, then, you know, kind of she's empowered to do that. Um, I don't think it's always, you know, people get labeled and, and, and are we're weird about sex in, in United States culture in a lot of ways. It's a different podcast for a different day. But I really liked Kim because she she took control of it. She made it hers and you couldn't take it from her. And she was like, I'm sexy, I'm here, and you know what it is. And then she had bars, too. Her lyrics were not, no joke. She came, she she backed up what she what she looked like. It wasn't just about looks. And I think a lot of women uh, now, you know, if you notice that people are, when you see women, a lot of, well, I think a Nikki, I think a Cardi, um, as probably being influenced by her. Obviously, I don't know them, I can't say, but you have to think. They grew up during a time when she was big. They saw how she did it. They saw what she wore. They saw how she took over the game, and they kind of followed that blueprint. So a lot of female rappers have done the same. It's not all about the lyrics and the bars, but she she had the sex appeal with it. Lil' Kim is very influential in that capacity, so I wanted to make sure I added her. Now, in that same vein is this next artist. This is Trina. Now, this song is explicit. It's called The Baddest Bee. All right, so I'm just telling you now. I love this song. I rapped along to this song, but as a male, you kind of got to watch out because she be saying some things that have you looking a little sus, suspect. Um, but this song is called The Baddest Bee by Trina. I remember this video with Warren Sapp in it, and she just went off. Check it out. Represent for the bitches, all eyes on your riches. No time for the little dick. You see the bigger the zip, the bigger the bank, the bigger the biz, the better the chance to get close to his rich friends. I'm going after Make it quick there, slow head by the nightstand, light lightning. I want a nigga with a wearing. Make a count in the Philippines. Black metal take care of things. See, I fuck him in the living room. Why the turn? 
that's that's crazy, right? It's raunchy. Men have done that for years. Uh, say anything we want on a record, it is what it is. Trina is dope to me because she did it. She didn't care. She got known by the on the song Nan by Trick Daddy. Listen to Nan, it's Nan, Nan. but um, if you ever hear that song, if you don't know it, listen to it. It's it's, it's just dope. I always love his name. And her and Trick Daddy went back and forth. And Trina's basically saying there why she's the baddest. Also, like things she's done and doing, how she's not ashamed of it. She's herself. Trina's one of the most. Babe, she's actually voted the most consistent rap, uh, female rapper, I think, in like Public Soul, I think it was. Uh, but she just she's been doing it for a while. Um, this album came out in 2000. It's called The Baddest Beef, uh, and she was down with Slip and Slide with Trick Daddy and them. And it's just been she was ice cold. This song, I remember seeing the video. I remember hearing it, and her just running things and taking over, not caring what she said about it. And she was cold. I mean, here, you know, she she was in that little Kim vein. Like I'm me, I'm sexy. I'm going. I'm saying what I want. I ain't, I don't even care. Like I'm going. Check her out. Kim hardcore vein just like wow nasty raunchy oh my gosh how would you say that why could you do that sorry mom if you're listening to that one I know you've probably heard that but not the unedited version my mom always says she's used to edit versions but she's shocked that people talk like this when she hears the unedited ones but me I was I was 13 or something so you know I was I was slapping the real I was listening just like this like man she's crazy and rapping along as I said earlier if you catch yourself rapping along talking about some of the stuff she's saying as a male some of your friends, your male friends, will look at you a little weird. But Trina was the dopest. So I wanted to make sure that she was on here. So this next person on here, this is Sugar T. Uh, Sugar T, I, I, you heard about her on my last podcast. This is E-40, sister, from Vallejo. Uh, and I had to represent for the Bay one time. You know what I mean? I got to give it up for Sugar T because she, she always held her own with 40 water. She was down with her family. And you know, think about sprinkle like you know sugar tip. So check her out. Twiddly diddly dum twiddly deal. They just found a body in a trunk in the hill. It motivated me to stay strapped in skippy no doubt. I'd rather be caught whipping without. My bank account is going overdrawn. I'm still chilling. Gotta make a high class home move. Gotta pay the bills, man. Make a bitch heckle on a sucker. Gotta watch some jealous high power and tripping motherfuckers. Even when I trick, I still carry my chopper. Look, 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 I know the problem. Sound. Shigati is ice cold. That just is what it is. So that's why that one may be cut. Uh, 
she also was on Sprinkle Me. She was on Lieutenant Roaster Bodge. She was on the Click album. She's part of the Click. Forty be legit D shot uh, from Vallejo, as I said. Also, the cool. Uh, had a song called Fat Cats, Big of Fish. And she was on there as the female counterpart. Oh, it, it, watch the video if you ever get a chance. Fat Cats, Big of Fish by the Coop. And that's C-O-U-P. Now that's Coop too. So I wanted to make sure I show some love to Sugar T. You know what I mean? Because uh, she's been down, man. She's from the Bay. And I got I to gotta hold it down. You understand what I'm saying? So we're going we gonna to slide to this next one. Now this next one... This is Gangsta Boo. Gangsta Boo's from Memphis. She was down with 3-6 Mafia. This off her, her album, Inquiring Minds. I heard this song, and it just grabbed me instantly how she spit and how the beat sounds. So it's only like a minute, so I'm going to give you most of it right now. All right, so check it out. Shout out to Gangsta Boo. was tough so this next person right here this is the lady of rage this is afro puffs the song came out in 1994 lady of rage was down with dr dre and death row has that sound for sure so i'm gonna give you a little piece show she played Coretta uh, she was in some other movies uh, so she, she branched out she started with Death Row she's actually from VA uh, from Virginia 
and was just influential as far as West Coast hip hop, West Coast women hip hop. You know, we talked about Yo Yo. I played Marvelous in a little bit, Sugar T. But I wanted to make sure that I gave love to Lady of Rage too because she always held her own and she was a death row. Uh, she was, you know, with, if you think about death row at that time, it was the hardest of the hearts. And she was right there, kicking it. Not super sexual rhymes, just straight, hard, kicking spit to you. Just hard lyrics that were cold. And this song was, is one of those kind of West Coast classics that just puts on anybody who's, you know, of a certain age. I'm going to say, you know, if you were listening to music in the 90s in the West, you heard this on the radio, you knew what it was. So I had to show love to Lady Rage for the show. So I want to make sure she got her neck, her shine. So this next artist, another one of my my favorites. This is the brat. It's called Give It To You. This is the video remix version. Two for the bank. Three to get you going. Cause the brat's in the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's me, the OG funk bandit. The B to the R-A-T And in fact, if you ain't heard of me Take a seat, lay back and listen As I bust for your ass on this funkified mission Just kick off the shoes and relax your feet That's right Party on down with the red Now it goes like that and that's how it goes I'ma give it to all you Negroes and hoes So listen up, make sure you listen up well Don't miss a little bit cause this here be bad as hell All the matter is Trying to diss in the gangsters way, that's how them fools get dealt with. So, what you wanna do? Don't even trip. Step up, step up. And I'ma bust your lip. Now, I know that you know that I know you don't want me to, but keep on tripping and I'ma give it to you. So, again, knowing GB and what you know of me now, if you didn't know me already, I obviously that beat I love. Shout out to Jermaine Dupree. The brat was signing so so deaf that Jermaine Dupree, that's Jermaine Dupree's label. She actually won a local rap contest, from what I understand, in Chicago. Um, and as part of it, she met Criss Cross, who was signed to So-So Death. They introduced her to Jermaine Dupri, and the rest is history. Uh, her and JD played so well off each other. Her album, Funkified, was a hit. came out in 1994. So again, just giving you an idea of when this stuff came out. Lady Rage, who spoke about last song, she came out in 1994. So you see, when I say that golden era of hip-hop, mid-80s, late-90s, that era, so many classic joints, so many great songs came out. The Brat, Funkified, that song is crazy. Give It To You, this song, Give It To You. The B-Side with Notorious, B.I.G. She just had tons. She had a song with Tyrese, uh, What Do You Like? I mean, so many songs. She's Lisa Ray's sister. She said she got her name because she was a spoiled child, so she was the brat. You get it? Uh, the brat's from the Shy, Chicago. Shout out to all my people from Chicago. First person in time in the Chi- Chi- Town zip code 60604. I still know it because of her lyrics. So shout out to my people there. The brat was just one of my favorites. I actually seen her live too. She's amazing. Uh, she was also, you know, an actor. She's been on TV shows. She's just, she's done her thing. You know what I mean. Um, great rapper though, just hard bars, and she can't. She's in that '90s era, you know. Brat was always her. Uh, she would, you know, baggy jeans, hockey jerseys, just cold, and it was just about the lyrics, you know what I mean? Nothing else. And she could spit with anybody, so I wanted to make sure that I, I gave a little to Brat love because that's one of my favorites for show. Sure. Had to play her. So um, this next artist also worked with the Brat, but just an icon in her own right. So we're gonna give you a little bit of. Uh, some Missy uh, Mr. Mina Elliot. 
This is super duper fly. The song's called The Rain. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, super duper fly. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, super duper fly. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, super duper fly. Me, I'm super fly. When the rain hits my window, I take it. Me some endo, me and Timberland, we sang a dango. We so tight that you get our styles tangled. Sway your dosi dough like you loco. Can we get naked tonight like Coco? So so, you wanna play with my yo yo? I smoke my hydro on the D low. Timbaland's a producer on this. Again, me, musically, who made this track? Timbaland is one of the coldest producers ever. Hands down. In my opinion, argue if you want. Argue with your mom. I'm sorry. A little harsh, but I'm saying Timbo's crazy. Missy came on the scene. Missy was from Virginia. Her album came out in 1997. I remember this video because it was super creative. Just how it looked. Hype Williams shot it, I believe. Uh, just the way, like, using wide lenses, bubble lenses, and how she was moving. And Missy was dope. Missy was a little bigger. You know, she said she's talking about having problems with her weight. But she was just so nice on the mic. Wasn't coming out on super sexual. Like, well, look at me. Just crazy musician. Writes great songs. Super entertainer. Missy was one of the greats. I remember seeing this video and just being like stuck. And I just had to get it. I went and bought this album. My dad took me some when I used to buy CDs like every Tuesday or whenever they came out back then at Tower Records. Shout out from Sacramento. Y'all know what's up. Uh, and hearing this just it blew my mind. I remember being in my parents' room. Everybody else was downstairs doing whatever they were doing. I was in my parents' room watching music videos, just jamming to this because the way the beat sound and how she wrote the beat and the things she said just was cold. Her album was cold, Timbaland Productions, down with Aaliyah and Timbo, and she's worked with everybody. She's worked, nah, she's worked with Jigs, she's just everybody. Luda, whoever, because Missy's cold, one of the best. Uh, some other songs to listen to by Missy if you don't know. Lick Shots is one of my favorites. Uh, she's a beat. Hot Boy, Gossip Folks, Pass the Dutch, Beat Me 911, Socket to Me. I mean, goes on and on and on and on. Missy was no joke. She's written for a bunch of people too. Like, Missy's a problem in the industry, period. One of my favorites. So you have to give her her shine, in my opinion. If you're going to talk about women who've done their thing on this, in this rap game, hip hop, guaranteed you got to give Missy her love. It just has to be. And keep in mind, I know I'm going to be missing people because I'm not going to make the show 24 hours. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to keep it concise, but there's a lot of other women that I'm clearly going to miss. So I just want to give a shout out to some of my favorites. So that's Missy. That song's called The Rain. It's super duper fly. So to round this thing out, I'm going to bring y'all back to, to where I grew up. I'm from the Bay Area, as I've said before, I was born in San Jose, but I grew up in Sacramento. Six, we'll call it. So on future podcasts, if you hear me say the 916 or Sac, Sac Town, uh, Macamino, uh, you know, many city of trees, etc. All those are, are aliases for my city. So this next artist is from Sac, and this is marvelous. The song's called Sacramento. Features Levitti, who used who did a bunch of hooks for uh, E40 and Sick with it back in the day. The song's called Sacramento, as I said. Marvelous. 
Angel. Yeah. And Levitti. 707. All the way to the 916. Yeah. Up and out of Sacramento. Up and out of Sacramento. heard the song and it was hard i remember hearing it on the radio you know as a teenager like late night they play local stuff or whatever and this will come on i'm like this is tight and it's something i played you know what i mean when i was in atlanta for college again i was had to rep cali so this was something i would play hear me pull up there's not a lot of songs that are just repping sack that are have sack in the chorus that she's really just putting on for the city for the 916 marvelous was with sebo and a lot of the other like heavy hitters in sack at the time her first album ghetto blues came out 1994. So again, that still within that era, still reaching me when I was really getting my foundation in music and things that I love. A couple other songs to check out of hers. Uh, one's called Got to Go with Mac Dre. That one's hilarious. I love that. And also Can't Stand the Heat uh, with Placebo and Killer Cali. Um, a few of her songs. So I just want to give Marvelous her, her love. Marvin Jean, who did another. That's her actual name, I believe. And just give her some some love and represent for for marvelous one time and and put on for her because she put on for us you know what i mean um just another another woman who came in and did her thing you know what i mean just straight lyrics great songs that represent for where I was from. I still remember way back when Sack was popping off the hook. Big baller slanging major way. Now we move these from state time. to state. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it ain't no stopping and killer Cali. Once them glocks start popping, commence to dropping bombs. That's when we get wicked. Smoke out and kick it. More tight every time so I yeah, uh, Thank you everybody for listening, man. This is all dedicated to the women. Uh, on Women Equality Day actually just kind of lines up. Uh, there's obviously some I've, I've missed or couldn't put on the show. You know, I think of the chat, uh, who was also with Project Pat and those guys in 3-6 Mafia, I want to say, from Memphis. Um, I think about, you know, Nicki Minaj, right, with reference, Cardi B. Uh, think about Queen Penn, Rhapsody, who's amazing, Foxy Brown, Eve, Kamaya, Jean Grey, things like that. And I just want to, to my nieces and, and young ladies out there, remember, you can do and be anything. Just go for it. If it's yours, they can't take it from you. All these women showed you that. They were in male-dominated industry, industries. They heard no. They heard you can't do this, and they did it. We all can do anything, and, and you are limitless. So I give you all love, and, and hope 
everybody's having a great day and enjoyed what you heard. Uh, and, I, and I'll be back on the next one pretty soon. Much love. Holla.